Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Welcome to another episode of Faux Mondays, the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back on Thursday with a brand new interview. But until then... Happy Faux Monday. Best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night. And as you already know, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now on Thursday, we have Professor Jonah Berger of the Wharton School of Business talking about his new book, Magic Words, which was recommended. This whole idea of this guest came through a guest. So I will talk about the whole story behind how we got Jonah Berger on on Thursday. But it's a great lesson about the fact that you can write me if you have an interest in a guest or an idea, write me. I just sent an email to Jonah and he said, sure, I'd love to come on. And he's a fantastic person and the episode's great. So I didn't even know Jonah. And then I was sort of like, you know, it's like seeing the matrix because once you realize who he is, he's all over the place and he's somebody that I really enjoyed meeting and getting to know. And I think you will too. Now. Speaking out, Jonah, he is an expert in marketing. And funny enough, two people in the last week or so have asked me about personal branding and just saying, oh, you're really good at this. You should, you know, you should think about how to help others do personal branding. And I was sort of like, hmm, that's interesting because I, you know, I don't really think about it that deeply. I guess I've just been trying to do a decent job of explaining to people who the heck I am. But it's not something that I ever thought, you know, that I would be doing in my life. That was not the plan. But, you know, why? Why do I do this? Why should you do this? Well, it's uncomfortable. Let's admit that. Not for everybody. It was always uncomfortable for me. However, it is a necessary thing. It's not a necessary evil because it's not evil. But it is necessary to think about in one way or another what you want the world to think about you. Now, it may be that the extent of what you do is have a very spiffy LinkedIn profile, okay? It might be that you have a website, depending on what you do. If you work for yourself, if you have you know a business where you wanna be client-facing and you need to convince people that you're wonderful, then you know a website could make a lot of sense. It could be social media. It could be TV appearances. It could be having a podcast. I mean, there's a million things, a million elements, a million channels towards conveying a personal brand. But all of them are, depending on what you need, potentially very interesting. And the good thing about this, and for those of you who are sort of like, ay, 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 I don't like this, is that it will become second nature. The more you learn to think about it, the more you learn how to figure out you know, how. You just want people to think about you when they think about you. That's what it is, really. What is a personal brand? I mean, it's such a highfalutin way of saying, just making sure that 
people who come across your work walk away with a consistent vision of who you are and what you're trying to achieve in this planet, right? That is really it. And so once you sort of boil it down to that, it's not such a big deal and it doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be expensive and it can actually be pretty fun. But you can waste a ton of time and God forbid a ton of money on this. I have seen this. We all have that friend who, I mean, I probably did this at one point too. It's like you spend all this money on getting somebody to do your social media for you and you get all these new photos that you get put together and then there's like this, you know, 53 posts a month of like, I was honored to go to lunch, you know, with whatever. I don't even know. It's People get honored about everything these days. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. I had somebody I saw on their LinkedIn, they were honored to be in a video that their firm made. Like, you sh that's your job. There's no honor in that. I was like, wow, you clearly have not gotten a lot of honors. And so, sorry, but it's true. It's sort of like, you should be honored if you, um, you know, win a humanitarian award. Being in your firm's promotional video is no honor. Tangent, but relevant. Tone, it matters. Tone matters. So what I want to do today is give you my nine, my nine pieces of advice about how to build your personal brand. And we will do that right after the break. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, FOMO Sapiens, we are back to talk about personal branding, a topic that isn't as painful as it sounds and not as cheesy as it sounds. It sounds so cheesy. Oh my goodness. We're not going to be cheesy here. I don't, I don't like cheesy. Cheesy's bad. So nine, nine pieces of advice to make it fun, to keep you out of danger, and most importantly, just keep you from wasting your time and money, which are both very valuable. So here is number one. Know what your goals are. Okay, so why do people do personal branding? Well, some people do it because they're positioning themselves for the next job. Some people do it because they want authority in their current job. Some people do it to get new clients. Some people do it to be able to get covered in the press. There's a million reasons to do it. Identifying that upfront is so important because then you can target whatever you're doing to that. If you're really, really keen to be on TV, if you want to go on your local news channel or on CNN and talk about some topic that's your area of expertise, you're going to want to invest in a nice, spanky, shiny website with nice pictures, right? You're going to want to, hopefully, you have some video of you doing, you know, media addict things. You want to put those on that website. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Now, that is kind of the expression of the brand, but then it's kind of like backing up into like, what is the brand? Well, in that case, it's about expertise. It's about 
knowledge. It's about being an authority in your space, right? Now, if you are trying to get yourself that next job and you want people to figure out who you are and maybe you get an opportunity to be interviewed in some trade publication, then the personal brand is really about showing people the expertise, right? That's about saying, well, okay, it's like, just like with the TV thing, it's authority, but it's less about being, you know, I'm out there talking about it because I'm self-promoting. It's about, I'm a great leader. Here are my achievements in this business. Here's what we built together. So there's a bunch of different ways to think about it, but knowing what your goals are will feed into everything we talk about going forward. All right. Number two, this one's weird. And I remember talking to a friend of mine who I called the digital Don Draper, Jeff Gujan, when I was thinking about in the beginning, like way back when I wrote the 10% entrepreneur, he was like, what's the brand? Is it 10% entrepreneur or is it Patrick McGinnis? And I was like, I don't know. Um, I felt a lot more comfortable with 10% entrepreneur, but ultimately I realized, Hey, I might do other things in the future. Right. And so Patrick J. McGinnis is kind of where I need to focus about what does that mean? Who is this guy? Right. How do I explain him to people? And part of that is saying, okay, you know, there is a person that I am putting out there. And by the way, it's real person. You don't make things up. Of course or you shouldn't anyway, because that's just a lot of work, but you know, I'm not going to tell everybody everything about me. I'm not going to tell you like what I do first thing in the morning. Nobody needs to know that. I'm not going to tell them when I swear, you know, I want to put my best foot forward. But thinking about the things that you want, you know, the messages like any other product that you're putting out there so that you can explain to people who you are in a simple way, that's important. So for me, like one thing that's exciting to me that, I, that I'm passionate about is travel. So I like to talk about that, right? Uh, another thing is my ideas. So I talk about that. You know, I'm not as interested in getting to politics. I kind of stay away from politics because I'm not here for that. Like I do political stuff and we sometimes talk about politics, but unlike, you know, my old uh, friend, David Hogg, who was a guest on the show back along last season, you know, David is a political person. His whole thing is gun violence. And so he is overtly political. That is not what I wanted to do. You have to figure out what are those three, four, or five elements that are important to you to put forward? And once you do that, it's so much easier to figure out who is this person I want to share with the world? You know, this, pro this public persona, I guess you could say. And what don't I want to put out there? You know, you may have things that you just, you really don't want those to be discussed in the public eye. You don't want to put them on social media. That's totally fine. You know, you don't have to. Maybe, I mean, sometimes people get stuck because like say you're, you know, you have a very strong political view about something controversial and you're over on the other side trying to act like little Mary Sunshine and then it comes out, well, you know, that's tricky too. And, you know, there are, there are potentially uh, moments when things that you didn't plan to be in the conversation are in the conversation. But that usually only happens if you're like really sort of doing controversial stuff or if you're really well known. So for the average person, that is like a, that's a very, that's a very high class problem. Number three, think about whom you admire, or who you admire, and then copy them. So there are some people I just think do a great job, like Adam Grant. Adam Grant's stuff is great. I read his Twitter and I get ideas. I don't copy Adam Grant. He's He's inimitable. Is that a word? Inimitable? Un 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 uncopyable? <laughs> uh, but but I do, you know, read his stuff and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like the way he talks, the way he expresses himself is really good. It works for me. How can I learn from that? So definitely thinking about people you think do a great job and looking to them for inspiration is very, very helpful. You don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Number four, 
This is something I learned. Ooh, this is such a good lesson. I learned this from my editor with my book. And I've talked about this before. You are not the star. The person who is reading your content, consuming your content, they are the star. You want to make things that are valuable to other people. It's not about feeding your ego. So you really want to make sure that whatever you do, it is relevant and that you are creating something that other people enjoy. They should be the star of everything. You should be thinking about them when you do this stuff. Like I, I'm doing this thing today because I know that people are interested in it. I, I, I like, I don't need to do this for my own ego. Um, <laughs> probably at some point I did, but I'm over that now. And so I'm just here for you. And if it's not serving your needs, then I shouldn't be doing this. We have five more. We're going to hit them right after this break. FOMO. FOMO. We're talking about building your personal brand. We have five more. Number five, know what you want to talk about and what is your unique selling proposition. We kind of hit at this earlier about sort of what is the purpose of all of this. The concept of the USP was given to me by my agent, Mildred Ewan, my old agent. I have a new agent now because Mildred is now doing dancers and I don't dance very well. I dance okay, but not that well, not enough to be on the West End. But she told me the USP, I hadn't heard the term. It's a widely known term. It means unique selling proposition. So for example, if I started talking about science, nobody would really believe me because you know what? I have no credibility. Not that I don't like science, but you know, nobody wants to hear about that from me. I talk about the stuff I talk about, right? Business, FOMO, entrepreneurship. And so understanding your USP, what are those things that you have a specific insight into? Well, then those things are what you're going to be talking about. You want to you want to leverage those things for credibility. And by the way, it doesn't have to be highfalutin things. I love the word highfalutin today, but you know, it could be being a child of somebody, having parents. It could be bearing a spouse. It could be having a child. It could be having a job. And we all have these universal experiences that we can leverage and mine for great ideas and insights that people value. But you just want to make sure you stay in your lane, and you know talk about things that you have some knowledge about because otherwise you know, you're not serving people. Number six, focus group it. All right. So this is, this is, uh, this was kind of fun. Uh, a good experience for me about, you know, what kind of branding is I, I like to cook. I learned how to cook during the pandemic. Some of you know that. And I was posting a gazillion pictures of stuff I cooked, which I thought was really cool. And it made me, I don't know. I just kind of liked doing it. And I have a friend, Anastasia Seabom, now Anastasia Seabom Giacomini, who used to work. She's been on the show when she worked at a company called Quintessentially. Now she runs Brilliant Minds, which is this amazing conference. And she's really good at this stuff. Her social media is extraordinary. Go check her out. Anyway, she was like, Patrick, are you trying to be a chef here or do you want people to think about your ideas? And I was like, well, it's a good point. Nobody's going to pay for this food. So she encouraged me to more proactively share ideas. It was very valuable. So I would share articles I like, stuff like that. And I think that she was right. Nobody, you know, it's nice to show some different sides of oneself. So, you know, a couple dishes here and there, great. 15 dishes in one weekend, you know, I am not running French laundry here. And she was right. So I really appreciated that. So ask people for feedback. You'll learn something. Of course, you know, nobody's going to love everything, but learning what people are responding to has value. Seven, less is more. 
some people think that in order to do this, you just have to have, you're on like a treadmill of content creation. And I see this with people who are new to the game. They just put, they're like putting out new content every day on every platform. That is so time consuming and expensive. And by the way, I think people get sick of it. I have learned, you know, less is more. And if you look at the really successful influencers, they're not putting out stuff all day long either. They have like, you know, they take their time. So, you know, just don't, don't overdo it. Ask people what they think. You're going to get the feedback. You're, I'm combining now six and seven, focus group and less is more. Number eight, you don't have to do this alone. I think it's good to invest in some nice pictures of yourself or just have a friend take them. You can have ChatGPT help you with ideas or even write some posts if you need to do that. I have not done that, but one could do that. Um, you know, you can get a firm to help you do this. You know, I have people that help me. I don't, you know, we come up with content. I do all my Instagram stories and everything else. I work on it with the team and then we put it together and then I don't actually post it because there's a program that does that for me. Like if I did my social media, that would be hours out of my week, which I would not be able to use coming up with stuff for you on this podcast. So I have help and my team is actually in Latin America so we can do bilingual if we want and it's just great. And so, you know, there's lots of people who are good at this. This is a whole job. You don't have to do it alone. You can do it alone, of course. You can start doing it alone, but over time, maybe you want to get some help. And finally, I just mentioned this about, you know, the things I, I there are some things I just do myself. So I like to do my Instagram stories. I write my Substack, stuff like that. So, you know, I make sure that I'm in there and I come up with all the ideas and I write a lot of the stuff, you know, I don't write every line, but I write many of the lines where I get at least, you know, sort of get some help on stuff just to make it quicker. But the idea is that you're not just outsourcing these things and, you know, that that's not helpful. Of course, like you can't do everything, especially with all the technology and all the stuff and, you know, graphic design and, oh my goodness, all the things. But you definitely want to stay in it and do your own stuff because it's not authentic otherwise. And I hate the word authentic, but in this case, it works. All right. My nine tips. Number one, know your goals. Number two, Figure out that line between public and private. Number three, look at people you admire and figure out what they do and, you know, integrate their style into yours. Number four, remember the audience is the star. Five, know what you want to talk about and leverage your unique selling proposition or USP. Six, focus group it. Seven, less is more. Eight, don't do it alone. Get help. And finally, nine, make sure you do some of it yourself. Stay in the weeds, weeding you know, planting the flowers. You'll learn more. All right, everybody. Those are my thoughts on building your personal brand. Would love your feedback. If you have ideas, thoughts, rea reactions, ideas for the show, you can reach out to me at PJ McGinnis on Twitter, at Patrick J. McGinnis on Instagram, and at Let's Connect at PatrickMcGinnis.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until Thursday and our show with Jonah Berger, take care of yourselves, FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 